Hello everyone, welcome back to Momentum Podcast. Today we are having Anant Mehrotra with us. Anant was with me in college, mechanical engineering stream, 2012 to 2016 batch. And uh, after that, he went to Politecnico di Milano to do his master's, which is in Italy. And since then, he was initially an intern in Lamborghini, then got a proper contract in Lamborghini, where he has been working for close to more than a year. And rest of the things will go along the podcast Anand, thank you for being over here. Welcome to Momentum Podcast or welcome it's back. Sure, it's a pleasure, Ashish. Yeah. It's a pleasure, Ashish, like always. All right. It's a pleasure to have you over here. How's your, how's your Italian? Have you learned it properly? Huh. Yeah, yeah, now I'm fluent in it. I work completely in Italian now. Like at first, they, they switched meetings for me okay. in the beginning mm-hmm. because I wasn't understanding anything in the meetings. Okay. But sooner or later with colleagues, with the work environment, mm-hmm. I, I picked up now I'm fluent. I, I only work in Italian now. Yeah, tell them in, to, in the company at least. Tell them to subscribe to my channel in Italian. Do it. <laughs> I want to listen. <laughs> <laughs> Will they understand? I don't care, but I want to listen. <laughs> subscribe to talk for <laughs> Damn, nobody understood, but everyone liked it. Okay. All right. <laughs> So how's life, man? How's how's living your passion? I know uh, probably as much as I can that you are super, super passionate about auto- automobile engineering. You have always been like that. In the last podcast, we discussed a lot like you are living a dream, man. A lot of people have a passion. They try for it as well, but very few people actually click in that zone where they're doing what they really want to do. And you have made a career out of it. Super stable. You're not going yeah. to leave it at any yeah. point. <laughs> Does not matter. Right? So, <laughs> no, no, automotive, no. No, no, no. It's it's part of life. It's quintessential now. I, I won't be switching anytime. All right. Especially in a place or in a continent like Europe, where automobile is important, right? Yeah. Perfect place to be. Exactly. Exactly. Perfect place to be. <laughs> so w- what kind of lo- roller coaster have you been living, man, for the past two years? How's, how's life? Yeah, it has really been a roller coaster. In the beginning, not knowing anything, jumped into a big OEM, started working, mm-hmm. not realizing what am I doing, not prioritizing things at, as they should be, because it's very structured. It's very structured the work, uh, the working environment. What's in what's OEM? I could not so, get it. Uh, they are uh, they are uh, equipment manufacturers. The uh, mm-hmm. OEMs are like the equipment manufacturers. Okay. So like if you if you think about uh, Mercedes, Lamborghini, Audi, Volkswagen, all these are called OEMs, mm-hmm. like a typical OEM. All right. All right. Hmm. Okay. And uh, go ahead. Go oh, ahead. I was just telling like uh, after after the internship, uh-huh. the responsibilities just kept coming. They saw my work. Mm-hmm. They promoted me. They promoted me to different projects, asked me to join safety meetings mm-hmm. because I was very keen on passenger safety for the vehicles. Mm-hmm. So I put up my points and they liked it. And so they involved me a, a lot, a lot of things, uh, a lot of things happened. It was really a roller coaster, starting something, doing something, ending, uh, finishing up doing something, but always, uh, around my role, but yeah, I contributed as much as I could. I felt happy doing that. And it was always always fun okay so uh, you went to italy properly for the first time in 2018 right when you registered for masters yes and fr- yes correct, and you correct. you graduated with me in 2016 so it must have been so frustrating yeah. for you for those two years to not be able to do what you want to do am i correct right. yeah 
Uh, initially, 2016 was uh, hands down frustrating mm-hmm. because the jobs I was getting, the people who were approaching me, maybe the interviews or whatever, they were not core automotive. Mm-hmm. And applying through the portals, uh, like Maruti was the first thing you would look up to being in India. Mm-hmm. Maruti, Hyundai. Mm-hmm. They're like, we we require like fresh candidates. <laughs> and in the bottom, you would see like two to five years of experience. Okay, from where am I supposed to get that? <laughs> so in the, uh, anyway, during my uh, internship, when we were doing the projects now, with the last uh, semester, mm-hmm. I had already made up my mind that I would go outside. Just uh, just Europe, US, the continent wasn't decided. Okay, like. okay, okay. And then in 2016, I looked up for job still mm-hmm. uh, because I was, though it was decided, I still wanted to stay. Mm-hmm. A, a piece of me wanted to. Mm-hmm. But then things didn't work out. So I was like, okay, let's just go. Let's uh, let's pack our bags and look for universities. I started looking for universities in Germany specifically. Mm. Yeah. Because, of course. That's the place. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't want to? Yeah, mm. I mean, that's the place, yeah. Mm. And uh, above all, uh, Mercedes was my, like, like the thing. Mercedes and Porsche, I used to admire them. Why? Because of their, the G-Wagon. Okay. Uh, the SUV all right, of, all right. The, of the Mercedes. So that was one thing I really wanted. Like to. you like the engineering? Of I them? never. Like you admired the engineering? Yeah, the G-Wagon. Because I, I, I like SUVs mm-hmm. since beginning. Okay. And G-Wagon is uh, the SUV when you compare something to SUV. Okay. Okay. So it, it's it's like benchmark. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so Very that standard. was one thing. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. It's, like, it's the best. It's like since 40 years, it's amazing. Okay. So I think the university applying process itself takes somewhere around one year. So that must have eaten up your 2017 to yeah. 2018, right? And once you got in over yeah. there, must be pretty smooth, right? Oh, I, I actually went in 2018 in the beginning. So the the, moment, the time I stayed home was one and a half year mm. after graduation mm-hmm. until uh, the end of 2017. But by, by the middle of 2017, I already got enrolled in this university. Mm-hmm. So I knew what I have to do. Mm-hmm. So the last six months from July to December, I was just going around India, <laughs> meeting everyone, going on trips mm-hmm. because I knew that, okay, uh-huh. when January hits, I'm going to be in Italy. So yeah. make the most of it. Okay. Apart from financial part, it everything must have been fun during your education, right? That's the toughest part for most of the Indians. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would say uh, f- not fun, but fun in a different way. Like yeah. you won't believe hmm. in those two and a half years when I was in Milan, mm-hmm. I haven't been to Milan properly like any other person would have. Mm-hmm. Like uh, a tourist would tell me more places <laughs> than I can now. Yeah, yeah. So those two years I didn't have life, mm-hmm. like literally. That's the main reason I finished the course in two years. Okay. Because I just studied. That that's that's what you do. It's that's common what you have to for do, it to be stretched, right? Beyond two years. Yeah, it's uh, the average is two years and eight months mm. because you generally don't pass the examinations. You keep failing. You can give five attempts in a year, mm-hmm. but but the whole idea of uh, even failing is not criticized here at all. Mm. Professors will tell you it's nothing. Just give your best next time. They will support you even. Mm-hmm. So here everyone fails. So if a person next to you scored mm. the highest in the last exam, mm. it's very possible he might have flunked it three times before. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's very it's very natural. It's never criticized there if you fail the exam. Yeah. Important is you passed it and 
you know you you know the know-how offered hmm. because the questions don't repeat the uh, there is no books hmm. from where the questions come mm-hmm. they're all based from research papers yeah. so also, that's the fun part also they don't care about your ear gaps after you graduated right I, i'm pretty sure nobody cared about no. that like what did you do after graduating nobody <laughs> asked me. nobody yeah. ever asked me even here like for the first job that i applied mm-hmm. for nobody ever asked me all they asked me was uh, how was your experience at polytechnic because it's a relatively very famous very famous university mm-hmm. here in europe yeah, it's like top so when i was telling right? them yeah in. yeah in europe it's anyway in top five okay in the world it keeps fluctuating of course there are many factors mm-hmm. but in europe everyone knows it mm-hmm. so uh, whenever i would say like uh, so i graduated i did this in india i graduated from polytechnic in milan and they're like ah oh, you did in how many years yeah. you because sometimes you might like uh, one interview i was giving that was in netherlands mm-hmm. and the guy was the colleague of a guy who studied from polymy mm-hmm. so he called him even though he was not even there for interview round mm-hmm. he called him up and then we were discussing about how long did you take or how was their exam mm-hmm. so that's the that's the thing of polymy like people know it and when when you meet the alumni they are really happy to know like mm-hmm. like you will see people everywhere mm. at very big post from polymy is there uh, no concept of gold medalist or toppers over there in universities no that i haven't heard actually yeah that is what i was thinking like nobody yeah. cares much about that right <laughs> Although... yeah i have never heard because the thing is like you will see mm. maybe out of uh, 100 students mm-hmm. maybe 20 having the same distinction like mm-hmm. they so initially the thing goes with 110 mm-hmm. out of 110 it's not 100 so there are 10 people who are, have gotten 110 on 110 so how would you differentiate who did the best <laughs> yeah yeah so marks uh, is there vivas also over there that is the main judging aspect or what uh, not the main i would say uh, so you would you do the exam okay this that you have to pass it for sure yeah. the minimum is 60% mm-hmm. and then you have a viva mm-hmm. where professor has full authority to even fail you <laughs> okay so a friend of mine mm-hmm. xx person got uh, 24 on 30 mm-hmm. so the papers are 30 marks mm-hmm. so you need to get uh, 18 mm-hmm. so he got 24 that's already 80% marks mm-hmm. it's really good mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. he got in the viva he asked him like two questions one question was really basics and he didn't he didn't do it well he asked him to come again Mm. and he put f in front of him so not even 24 it okay. was like fail yeah so basically the discriminating thing is whether you pass or you fail mm. right that's all that matters you pass in the written test and then you pass in the uh, viva round and if you are viva, good enough yeah. then you are going to pass and everyone who passes are pretty good that's that's all they care about right yeah that the main thing is everyone who passes mm. knows okay all right knows the subject yeah that that's the main thing Okay so share your whole experience in Lamborghini man we only have seen wallpapers and <laughs> pictures on google on Lamborghini man you have driven you have made a lot of them how was the whole experience it's thrilling hmm. to be honest okay. like uh, first day in lambo uh, was um, uh, obviously uh, like off the charts i would say hmm. I entered so the moment you enter you put the badge in mm-hmm. you the door opens for you and there are like 20 Lamborghinis parked like that mm. like the sports one just for sure it's like no it's just like uh, a welcome 
so all all those are those are in the customer uh, lambos mm-hmm. they are like made for testing they are for other different reasons for uh, to be used in the company but of course they are not prototypes mm-hmm. they are like proper vehicles to be sold okay so they are parked like you enter they are like parked 10 here 10 here mm-hmm. like huracan huracan other division convertible avented or urus all this suv at the back yeah, yeah yeah and then you walk past it and then the offices start mm mm-hmm. So that thing itself was next level because you see like one on the road maybe if you're lucky. <laughs> and I I entered and I saw like twenty right there with colors like green, orange, blue. What about streets of Italy can... and all? Uh, do do you find more of these over there? Must be right. They are exotic vehicles. Mm-hmm. I would say they are still exotic vehicles. Okay. In the city that I live in, Modena, mm-hmm. it's like uh, you can say it's the city. It's uh, it's like house for everyone because 15 kilometers north is Ferrari, mm. Maranello. Okay. 18 kilometers south is uh, Santagata, which is Lamborghini. Okay. Modena itself has Maserati. Okay. You go 14 kilometers there is Pagani. You go 20 kilometers there is uh, again Ducati. <laughs> so like you basically go it's a very very small Madana. city like a city like Banaras and all. And you are having all the top. Madana is very small. Yeah. Yeah. It, in fact, mm. uh, the state I'm in, mm. Emilia Romagna, it is called. It's called the state of cars actually. Okay. For that reason. All right. Okay. So uh, did you go to these F1 competitions and all races and all? last year uh, because before co- when the covid hit there was no races mm. last year i wanted to go because anyway everyone knows lambo does not participate in them so we can go in le mans okay uh, in le mans there is lambo in gt3 the imola race tracking when the weather lamborghini participates mm-hmm. they they of course send your communication internal communication you can book tickets at a of course discounted price at good seats and you can just be there okay everybody knows except me because i did not know i know i've heard the name le mans because of ford versus ferrari and <laughs> i know about f1 but others you can maybe explain what kind of races are there there are basically uh, gt3 race tour tour racing and all the small there are many cups in motor industry not just formula 1 formula is like formula 1 is the extremist Okay. it is the topmost the best then there are many different cups at different levels there is gt touring there is endurance race which is le mans mm-hmm. and then there is uh, the touring races of porsche audi mm-hmm. then lambo has its own so there are many uh, cups okay. because they, i i believe like i'm not uh, skilled enough to say it maybe mm. or not much experience in this but i think they are also there for uh, showing off like what you are made of mm. like obviously like lamborghini that is what the, you're trying to show right what is how how well off is your technology and for, yeah exactly for, by winning the cups yeah yeah for example this endurance race and all how many hours do they go somewhere crazy right day day and 24, night 24 24 hours you are running 24 hours continuous yeah yeah so you need a so that's like one. testing your engine yeah. you yeah you you just don't need a durable one you need a piece that will last for life because okay that's uh, at the end it's a mechanical component mm-hmm. and every component has its own fatigue life every component has its mm-hmm. own uh, limits yeah yeah and you're driving it at the limit you don't drive at 20 kilometers per hour for a day mm-hmm. <laughs> so you you're going like 200 you're going 300 yeah all day long yeah and 
you don't even know if the brakes would work the next time so <laughs> yeah a lot of failures so or people lose because of engine failure or brake failure things yeah, like yeah, that yeah because right? the engines engines blew up hmm. the brakes don't apply i mean no matter how good you are at engineering but there are limitations with the material there are limitations with the mechanical components mm-hmm. okay. so that's the fun part of lemas okay so what was your role the time that you are in lamborghini since close to one year or so what do you do so in the beginning i was uh, associated with the sto hmm. which is now released so i can take the name also okay. before we used to call it something xx okay so yeah. uh, uh so now it was released in july so my work at the beginning was to test of the telemetry data hmm. so because that's car that car is called uh, super trofeo homologata okay. which means like the homologated okay. state version of the race track car okay so it is what state so, version of race track car so a civilian kind it's of it's a homologation homologated yeah for street reuse yeah because okay. the race track versions are not street legal hmm. to make them street legal you do certain homologation test homologation is a different branch mm-hmm. of an automotive industry mm-hmm. where there are certain checklists made by the government by the european union so it differs from market to market that these minimal things must be there in a passenger vehicle to be safe like emission norms and all on the street emission norms and all uh, that's a part of it that's a yeah, part of that's it that's a part of it or maybe like speed limit or something what can you give me some other example the speed limit uh, like the passenger safety hmm. like occupant airbags should be there okay hmm. so hazard uh, hazard exclusion things should be there there should be an ex ex like an exit door mm-hmm. in case of crash this should happen in case of fire this should happen so there are like a lot of lists i'm not a specialist on it because homologation okay. is a different branch completely okay. you have to be a homologation engineer to do that but when it comes to safety will there be any difference between uh, let us say street vehicles and uh, race vehicles because both need safety matter of fact the race one will yeah but, uh, but you don't you don't care about uh, so to uh, coming to safety of mm. race drivers mm-hmm. there is a different federation which is called FIA okay they take care of it mainly i think so you follow that on are... uh, follow that on instagram right you share sometimes every now and then the safety ones i've seen yeah, it yeah, right? yeah 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 exactly yeah. yeah yeah so FIA is the father that takes care of the race mm-hmm. safety motorsport safety be it any motorsport then Okay. so they define the homologation rules for safety for them mm-hmm. of course they are not as stringent as they are for passenger vehicles okay all right i mean races do take some risk right maybe that's the reason yeah of course mm-hmm. of course you can't fit six airbags in a <laughs> in a race car it will add up the weight of it mm-hmm. you have to be lightweight of what you can't neglect it okay. you can't neglect the safety of a driver Okay. So there are many different factors to it. Mm-hmm. So I was there at first was the telemetry data. So when a, when a race track car mm-hmm. goes on a track, it registers some data. Mm-hmm. Since this car is derived from that, so it was ideologically thought like okay, so people who buy this might go to a track and drive it around. Mm-hmm. They might also register some data. So the telemetry was introduced in this car. Mm-hmm. So when a driver goes around the track, he can register that mm-hmm. data. Mm-hmm. He can record a video mm-hmm. going around laps and all the data from the vehicle will be shown on the Lamborghini app that the customer has later. Yeah. Or 
or on the infotainment system, you can check that video that you registered with all the graphs, your top speed, the brake oil temperature, mm -hmm. all the critical factors. Mm -hmm. Those things can be seen. So my first job was to tackle all this data, yeah. data management of telemetry and to test it, whether it's working correctly or not, mm -hmm. because the graphs should be fine. The speed should correspond to the real speed, which was there. So a lot of, uh, a lot of post-processing every day going through like hmm. millions of data that the excel would explode so we would never use it <laughs> so that was that was the thing so that was the first project after telemetry they switched me back to alexa hmm. because alexa is now there on lamborghini okay. so it's whole certification of alexa which systems it should interact with okay. which it should not mm -hmm. and all those meetings for safety and a lot of extra things mm -hmm. That I cannot uh, disclose. Tell much yeah. about. Yeah, I cannot. I cannot. Okay. So those were the Alexa certification. Having that was the second job. Mm -hmm. But that was again on Huracan. The 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 base car was Huracan always. Okay. What what's, what's Huracan? February, I, I cannot understand that perfectly. It's a model. Like it's one model. Okay. It's a Lambo model. It's a Lamborghini. Yeah, it's a Huracan. It's a model. STO is the race version of that, mm -hmm. which was my first job. And okay. then I was shifted right. to uh, the SUV project from February. From there, the in, I had to... Yeah. <laughs> yeah How I hard did to... you fight for it, man? <laughs> I didn't. Did I didn't have to. get it. Or I didn't have to, they, they saw me and they were like, Anand, uh, since this project is more important to Lamborghini, would you like to be a part of it? You can, you can be, you can join this team and <laughs> two months you can be with them and then you can go away and do your work on it. I was like, yeah, perfect. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I started this okay. from March, 2020. So it came to wow. you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So and then SUV, was... like, what did you properly worked on? It is obviously very detailed. Yeah, yeah, I was mainly involved in the R&D for, uh, for all the connected services. Hmm. So likewise, yeah. these Interface days, you, and all? not really the, that is the development, but to take care of it, yeah. that the, everything's working fine. If it should go to the production phase or not, if it is hmm. safe yeah. enough to, for its use from concept phase so that we could implement it in the production or not. So all those mm -hmm. checks, all those testing, brainstorming, mm -hmm. problem solving, mm -hmm. brainstorming okay. of ideas, what could be involved, what could be furthered for the development of the of the systems and the services. So likewise, if you see these days, uh, MG cars were the first in India, MG Hector and such. They started to write connect in every part of their vehicle, like <laughs> 10, 20 badges everywhere, like connect, 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 4G, connect, connect, connect. So that's mm -hmm. like, that's nothing. Basically you have all the data of your vehicle on your phone mm -hmm. all the time. So you're connected with the vehicle because before the idea of car was just that you use it and you leave it. Now the mm -hmm. car is nothing but a lot of computers running on wheels. So since you have mm -hmm. computers, you have data. Mm -hmm. Since you have data, you can channel the data and transfer mm -hmm. knowledge to the customer. So that is connectivity. So, and then okay. connectivity took a different road. Like, uh, you can start the vehicle, you can cool the vehicle, you can park the vehicle, you can do a lot of things like Tesla. You must have seen people call the Tesla from water places to come to their footpath, to park out, to park in mm -hmm. all using by phone. This is all called mm -hmm. connected services. So mm -hmm. my role is mainly this to, to okay. further the development 
to bring up the yeah. ideas to see if it is fit for the next step or not isn't it quite connected to what you did in telemetry because what you were doing is taking data like i know yeah, that very rudimentary level there i was yeah, playing with yeah. the data coming from the ecus like uh, break temperatures mm-hmm. that was mm, mm-hmm. very concentrated on some parts this is like on a macro level for every service mm-hmm. i just don't have to see the data i have to see the macro functioning of everything okay. of course we have a very big team so mm-hmm. my role is like i report to my senior and then we have discussions the project manager and a lot of things but yeah of course to further the development because according to forbes if i'm not wrong this is the this industry alone with connected car services which are related to infotainment and customers mm-hmm. uh, experience on inside the vehicle would make a 15 billion dollar market in the next 5 years okay. because you're supposed to pay for it it's not free <laughs> <laughs> okay all right so from there you finally got into suv and is it is that the place where you are currently or you move further uh from january they moved me to a uh, xx project code name okay uh, it's a future project uh, so mm. uh, there i am more involved in the complete development hmm because okay, it's, so it's a very the... premature mm. phase so a lot of things have to be done got it yeah obviously so do you go through these research papers and all whatever is coming out what's the most latest that is coming out not really the research papers but yeah the, through patents because industry mm. run on patents more hmm so, so like, what is at the yeah what is at the front end what is the most cutting edge technology in automobile that's for that we do benchmarking hmm. so that's that's a different step like uh, you be the companies generally buy another like competition companies vehicle under their name mm. for benchmarking okay that is okay. totally legal because it's mm. uh, it is done also to further the development so suppose like mm. if i'm doing x and my competition is on x.2 i will learn from their x.2 and they will learn from my x to see where the mm. industry stands so it's like we are in competition but we still have to take the mm-hmm. automotive industry together ahead because it's not like only okay. one company going up will take the will revolutionize everything right do they really care about that or is it mostly competition between two different companies they do i would say they <laughs> obviously do. right i mean of course it's the competition mm. they of course there's a competition they want to learn what the competition is doing because you always want to be at the forefront of providing services to your customer mm-hmm. but benchmarking yeah it's a, it's a very significant uh, step in automotive industry do you know what app they do yeah yeah no please go ahead i don't want to cut you off yeah <laughs> complete no 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 no, just, <laughs> no i was saying that do you know no, anything no, about uh, this apple trying to make a car because i have no idea yeah it's very secretive you know yeah yeah, yeah they are so recently uh, i was i was in states for something mm-hmm. uh, for uh, for work of course mm. and there and you can see like all the vehicles mm. like from google you see like you see a lot of uh, uh, self driving vehicles but you don't see any vehicle of the apple even if you are in cupertino region where the apple is based you never see mm-hmm. so the thing is of course they are building one mm-hmm. the patents are already out you can look up the patents mm-hmm. and there is a lot of going on mm-hmm. in the apple car mm-hmm. Okay. But they're very secretive about it. Mm. They're very, very secretive about it. Okay. They're... You don't see them. I mean, I 
I didn't see them testing on, on the roads. <laughs> so I don't know what is the status, what is it? But of course, if Apple is doing it mm. on software level, it will be next thing. Mm. It will be really ahead. It will be amazing as a OS. It will be really good. Mm. Of the operating system would be on the next platform, the build up and everything. But I'm I'm more interested to see how they make one or who they contract to, to make one. Because if you know, like Tesla does its own software. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing. Mm -hmm. As far as the technology goes, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Because uh, for benchmarking, we've also used the, like, because uh, the other brands in the in the, in the in the group, like uh, Audi, Porsche, mm -hmm. Volkswagen, for benchmarking, they, of course, use, and they come a lot. But the production, mm. the quality of a Tesla, sometimes, like, you see gaps somewhere inside the vehicle of like the door closing you see a gap mm. so those things are like really annoying mm. like because i'm really i'm like i notice these things a lot mm. so when i saw it i saw like the grab handle on the rear door has like this much space it's perfectly finished <laughs> kind of your work spoils so everything the... for you right your work spoils every car for you <laughs> okay no it's good that you look at those things. Okay. So how's, how's work? Like, did you ever got too stressed out because it's too much work? Does that happen a lot? Because that was sure the case with your college, right? What about the work life over there? Yeah. Uh, work life balance is pretty good. First of all, I would say, uh, the, the environment that the Lamborghini provides you, it's a uh, hats off. Okay. It's uh, it's very really harmonious. The colleagues are lovely and uh, we do a lot of parties also. Mm. We often like after work, we would go out together also. So it's more of a very friendly environment. Mm -hmm. But of course, when we are working, it's always uh, because you have to live up to the mark. Mm. It's uh, you're not making a Fiat, you're making a Lamborghini. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to uh, constantly remind yourself mm -hmm. uh, because you cannot make small f-ups mm. you cannot just say oops this <laughs> happened let's go further no that doesn't work then yeah so i won't say it is stressful mm. i would say it's very uh requiring mm. of you mm -hmm. okay tolerance is less at everything that you do right yeah yeah but they don't they don't push you mm. that's the best thing they know everything is has to be top-notch but they don't push but you if enough. you do not they, do the work they, sufficiently do they push you out <laughs> No, <laughs> you will have like you know, okay. like I mean I haven't I haven't done that I haven't been ever lousy on my work. Okay, but but of course you not everyone is performing hundred percent every day. Is it? So if something happens, you can even hear about like uh, okay, what happened? Is something off? Okay. Is personally everything okay? Right. So the company is actually taking care of you a lot. They even ask they help you at your personal level if you need some. Like with me, it never happened because mm -hmm. I'm not like giving my 70%. I give my best. If something goes off, my boss would ask, Anand, is everything okay? Mm -hmm. You seem a little bit off today. This also happened a lot. I said, no, I'm just tired today. Mm -hmm. Okay, then just calm down. We have deadline in the next week. Mm -hmm. Take some rest. Go have a coffee. So uh, these kind of personal, uh, mm -hmm. personal advices, personal help is always there. So I wouldn't say... They would push you off hmm. but yeah you have to live up to the mark and everyone working there i guess they do all right so that, that, <laughs> that's a very diff different point of view because you you grew up in india you know how things work over here right so that's a different thing that you have when you have everyone who's passionate which is different for most of us to imagine 
but that is what Tejta was saying as well. Uh, what he, the course that he was doing, like everyone wants to study over there. You are not finding people trying to yeah. bunk the class and sleeping in class. Yeah, right, exactly. right. So, yeah, exactly. So the thing is, when you are in some place hmm. uh, where people are working, hmm. you won't find like a majority who doesn't want to work, but hmm. they're just there. Hmm. Like what I've seen, like when we are in discussions, our meetings made for 30 minutes go for even one hour because everyone has to give their input and everyone wants to talk. Mm. So everyone is passionate about the work they are doing. Okay. So this lousy behavior, I haven't seen. Okay. Kind of a year. Maybe it mode. exists in some other department. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah. Mm. You'll have to, I don't know. You'll have to find a place which is not as awesome as the place that you're working in Anant. Maybe in those places you're going to find. <laughs> All right. Anyways, so uh, once I just texted you one time, I do not remember exactly when, but you said that you have like a seven days vacation or so, which you have every year. What's that? Seven days or 15 days, something like that. Uh, that was in August, I guess you wrote to me, right? Yeah, probably. So in August, Lamborghini mm -hmm. uh, closes for 22 days. Okay. So it's a compulsory. Because it's a production. It's a annual kind yeah, of. Yeah, it's like a, for, for the production line workers, it's compulsory anyway. Mm -hmm. For engineers, it depends on the on the tasks mm -hmm. that you have on your responsible person. But anyway, I am my HR anyway will I'm sure they will write to me in they are soon gonna write to me because in January also they wrote to me mm -hmm. asking me to pre-plan my entire year's vacation. I was like, how can I do that? <laughs> just pick uh, just pick well, like just pick your 30 days mm -hmm. and we'll see later. They can be adjusted. Okay. And soon enough, they're going to ask you because it's already April and they'll ask you to pick 10 days leave in August because that's mandatory. Mm. Okay. Because they really want you to relax. They want you, even if you will say, no, I really want to work. They'll say, okay, you can, if there is no one and we need someone to be there present as a responsible or like someone who can take care of something that needs to be done. Mm. But since the production is off for three weeks, what what are you gonna do? <laughs> there are no line workers. Yeah. For line workers, it's off mm -hmm. for three weeks. Yeah. And then again, and uh, so in Italian, it's called uh, Ferragosto. Mm. Ferie Ferie is like vacation in English, mm -hmm. and Agosto is nothing but August. August. Yeah. So it's called uh, Ferragosto, which means like uh, I, if I'm not wrong, mm. because I don't know the main reason, uh, the main like how is it defined, how it came to existence. Mm -hmm. But if I'm if I'm not wrong, because fifteenth August is a day of celebration here also. Hmm. It's Ferragosto. It's the day of. Yeah, please go ahead. Sorry. It is the day of uh, Ferragosto. Mm -hmm. No problem. No problem. Okay. So uh, that's that's what they have this all vacation. Did you know that uh, August month is named after Augustus, which was an emperor, no. somewhere where you are right no, now no, in Rome? Yeah. August was named. <laughs> Rome. Yeah. Uh, no. 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 Yeah. October is named after Oct. Uh, Augustus is uh, August is named after Augustus, and all the month is somewhere <laughs> driven from Rome itself, where you are right now. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah, that I knew. Yeah. That I knew. Also, the also the reason why February has twenty eight days has to do something with the <laughs> okay, yeah, with this history because I read it once. Yeah. The com it got too complex, and I was like, okay, I prefer engineering. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand it. <laughs> yeah, no, July is named after Julius. Uh, September is again named after someone. I once went through it, and uh, uh, the reason why it is October, November because they used to have 
10 months something like that okay not going to get into it because we prefer oh. engineering <laughs> that's that's really that's that's pretty interesting i would i would like to go i would like to go in deep later. okay all right maybe if you want to discover more about ferrogas that you should go in this domain you'll find more yeah okay I'll definitely. See, your your life is amazing. Your job is amazing. There's absolutely no doubt. But when it is so amazing, I got to ask questions, okay? So it is ultimately a job, right? Does it ever feel like a job ever? Like, I don't want to go early in the morning, go to work, man. Does it ever feel? <laughs> For me, no. No? Do you know anyone? So far, it doesn't happen. No. Okay. I mean, like, it's not like uh, everything's amazing. There are difficult times. There are, of course, uh, you are stressed out. Mm -hmm. You have deadlines. And, of course, it's work life. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you you say no, like if you if you see problems, you will find problems. Okay. Yeah. If you see opportunities, you will find you will find a way out. So when things are not going my way, I'll just find I, I'm I'm a very optimistic person, I would say. So I never say like ah, this is not working, that is not because the project I'm right now, nothing's working. <laughs> of course. It's a premature That's what engineers so do, it's, man. It's like a baby. They make things work. Yeah, that's what the, <laughs> Yeah, if, if there are no problems, what would an engineer do? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So that's that's like the fun part of it. I have to do a lot of uh, problem solving. I have to do a lot of things that are that nobody knows. Mm -hmm. Like we have to discuss everyone because it's new. Mm -hmm. For everyone, it's new. We are in R and D, mm -hmm. and nobody knows it because it has never been done before. Mm -hmm. Okay. You can definitely do a literature review. You can have information. You can have the data from the internet. Mm -hmm. But at the end, you are doing it now. You have to know how to do it, mm -hmm. or you'll find a way to do it. Okay. So, I I find ways to do it. But yeah, that thing that I don't want to go, I don't want to go, never happens. And if in case that thing happens, that's really good here. Or maybe it happens only with my boss. Mm -hmm. Like once I wasn't feeling well and I asked him, I wrote to him around like 7.30 in the morning when I woke up. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm like not feeling well and uh, I might get late today. Okay. And his response was, okay, don't come. <laughs> take, a, take a day off. Yeah. Okay. You should have had a job in India, man. Then we would have a proper comparison. <laughs> Actually, I'm afraid, you know, now oh, okay. because I, 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 because my friends who are there, people who are working in corporate culture, uh -huh. and when I listen and I think like, okay, maybe I'm in heaven uh -huh. or <laughs> like what? Yeah, no, no, no. Because there are a lot like of combinations, for man. For you, there's a lot of combinations. Like we have a very small percentage of people who actually know what they want to do, right? A smaller percentage actually mm. pursues it and even smaller gets mm. it. So it will be difficult for you to relate with almost anyone else. I'm pretty sure that people around you, if I talk mm. to multiple of them, I'll find my answers. But for you, it will be difficult <laughs> to get it out of you, right? Okay, but that is good, man. That is also very interesting. What are your main questions? What are, what what are the answers you're looking for? No, I mean I worked in ISRO, right? And uh, space science and engineering mm -hmm. was my whole thing for six years. But there were days that I did not want it to go to office, man. <laughs> so <laughs> it was not as utopian for me as it is for you. But your next level, man. Your next level. Okay, so <laughs> tell us few places to visit in Italy since you have been through that road in Ferro Augustus, correct? Ferro Augusto. Okay, the yeah. Ferro Augusto. Ferro Augusto, yeah. So the, I would say hands down, uh, south. South Italy is beautiful. Okay. It's, it's mesmerizing. Mm -hmm. Like you pick any state in south, be it Puglia, Sicilia, mm. 
Sardinia, mm-hmm. just go anywhere. Mm-hmm. You you won't regret it. <laughs> okay. So it is also like, like a better weather over there, right? <laughs> it's super cold. Yeah, the weather is great mm-hmm. because here, uh, even like if you see now, I'm wearing a sweatshirt and the heater is on. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So today is really cold. Yesterday was worse. Yesterday it was five degrees and it was raining all day with hailstorms. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can you tell us? At the end of April, you don't want that. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 Now, any part in Europe, most of the places it will be pretty cold because if you just look at what is the latitude, right? Uh, I was asking yeah. that what what are the visa types over there? So you initially went over there in student visa when you went for college? Yeah, I went in student visa. I applied for a Shenzhen visa, but student type, which is valid for a year. So what's this Shenzhen visa? Are all the other visas under this category or you, like in US you get F1? So Shenzhen is a kind of visa. No, US is different yeah. completely. So in Europe you have, you anyway apply for a Shenzhen mm. visa if you're coming from outside of Europe, okay? okay? And Shenzhen visa mm. includes those 26 Shenzhen countries mm. of Europe which are called 26 Shenzhen states of the European Union. You can go anywhere in that place. Nobody will ask you for a visa. Uh, So far, you have the Shenzhen visa. So you can apply, you have to anyway apply for a Shenzhen Mm. visa. And then it depends if it is work, Mm. uh, leisure or student. All right. So I applied for a Shenzhen visa for Mm. Italy. So you also have to specify which country because so suppose like if you're planning in Europe just to visit and you are staying 10 days in Italy, four days in Germany. I don't know if anyone would go to Germany unless you're coming around October 1st. <laughs> why, why is that? And then maybe... Why is that? <laughs> I mean, uh, Germany is famous for castles, of course, but people generally go to Italy. Italy is the place even Germans come to spend their okay, holidays. All right, all right. Got <laughs> it's you. more beautiful. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. And then, so, and then if you stay like two days in Netherlands and four days in, I don't know, Oslo or Denmark, Copenhagen. Mm-hmm. So the, the Shenzhen visa that you'll have to mm-hmm. apply will be for at least since you're staying the most days in that okay. country. And then it's a, it's a multiple entry mm-hmm. visa that you can apply. You can enter multiple times in, yeah, in the period that you have gotten mm-hmm. it for, but tourist, I think is for three months if I'm mm-hmm. not wrong. Student, it is for one year. Because they know you're there for studies. Anyway, when you come, you will have to apply for a local uh, residence permit, student residence permit within 90 days. Of Does that time. cost money as well? Does the state charge the money? Uh, that, residence? Yeah, of course. No, uh, like, no, <laughs> yeah. that that must be huge as well, right? For for a student to pay that. No, you know? no, 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 that's not so much. Okay. No. I paid all in all uh, 70 euros okay. for that. All right. That's less than the fees that you might apply for US visa. Okay, all right. Then it is reasonable. And that's a residence charge. Yeah. No, in California, the state charges are something close to like five thousand dollars, which is huge, right? So sometimes, yeah, yeah. For residence card, US is a completely different story. Yeah, that that's how it goes. So state charges some money as well. So until unless college is paying for you, then it would be even more difficult. Okay. So I, I paid just 70, 72 euros or something. And I got my uh, residence mm-hmm. card for, for the duration of the studies, which was two years okay. legally. All. And that's it. So I didn't have to apply for visa and I could always come back to India on my passport and I could always go back using the residence okay. card. Okay, Shenzhen visa for... Perfectly. 
all the visas and then under that you have student visa and you have work visa and you have tourist visa tourist visa for three months and student visa only for one year why is that then you had to renew it or what that is the maximum limit no you don't have to renew because you will get the residence okay. card so you will use the residence card you don't need the visa okay. anymore like when i first came to india that was like i, I came here in mm-hmm. january end of january and then i came back home in mm-hmm. july end of july I didn't even show them my visa. I just showed them the residence card from Italy that I had. Okay. And the moment you have it, you can go to Italy. All right. <laughs> because they know you are a residence, uh, you are a temporary residence in Italy, a resident in Italy. Mm-hmm. So of course you can go. Okay. So see, a lot of people are looking for a roadmap, right? For getting into what you are trying to do. Do you have any advice for them? I know that we have discussed to some extent in the last one. But if you would want yeah. to say something to the young ones after uh, close to a year of experience, more than that, of actually working in the domain, what do you say? What should they do? Should they? I would yeah. say, yeah. No, no, no should, question, should, so they, that, should they try for some automotive companies in India first and then look for MS maybe? Yeah, it's all, you must like, I, I always believe that you must always try so that you know if it mm-hmm. worked or not. Mm-hmm. That was the main reason I, because back in the, back in the head, I already decided that I have to go outside, Mm -hmm. specifically Mm -hmm. Europe, but still I tried in India because unless you try, you don't even know how Mm -hmm. it works there. So I would anyway say if you can try and if you can get something, I mean, stay, you have a family Mm -hmm. there. I wouldn't have come if I would have got something. That was the main reason I was still applying because at the end of the day, your family Mm -hmm. is there, Mm -hmm. right? So and it might then, be possible uh, for some, right? For example, from good top colleges, we did not have campus placements where we had yeah, core companies. Exactly. But for some, it might be possible. Sure. They might take work. Experience. It might be possible. Yeah. And also, your masters would not be uh, would it not be much better because you already have practical experiences. You'll be able to apply more or understand things in a more practical manner. Exactly. Right? So. Exactly. Exactly. Apart from that, on a, but the study. Uh, Mm-hmm. study here is completely different so mm-hmm. i have seen people like i have two friends from pakistan who worked for four years before they came for masters yeah but they felt like this the study the environment is so much different mm-hmm. that even what they have learned in their experience is little to no help or if that's what that's what their experience is i don't know if mm-hmm. someone has done something else and studying something else might be different for them but Mm. that's what they told me so i'm not an expert on that (laughs) okay all right now that is what i was getting at Uh, it does not really matter how old you are or you can even go for your master's in like 28 years or 30 years you can go ahead and do it of course you can always go just always do it what do you want to Mm -hmm. unless you have big responsibilities already on your shoulder so Mm. explore also it does not matter like what you did in let us say four years after graduating so i was talking to this one guy who is doing his phd from mit and he said that he he was mm-hmm. basically in just a sales job for two to three years before he got into aero astro yeah, exactly. MIT, right and now his career trajectory is completely different <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly exactly so it does not matter much you if you feel like see you you are talking about mm-hmm. what you're talking about is shifting roles mm-hmm. in studies yeah yeah. People shift roles in careers, mm-hmm. like job life. Mm-hmm. That's hell not difficult than shifting roles in studies. Mm-hmm. Because 
changing roles in studies is the way is the simplest way to change role in job life mm-hmm. so suppose i'm doing sales now and all of a sudden i just want to build rockets <laughs> let's say okay. and if i apply job mm-hmm. of course nobody would take me yeah maybe someone would trust in me and take me as at a, at a starting level where they have to do a lot of training for me and a lot of things mm-hmm. a lot of factors come into play mm-hmm. and then suddenly you pick a phd mm-hmm. which accepted you mm-hmm. or maybe a master's course mm-hmm. which doesn't care what you did mm-hmm. so far if you prove enough that you are intelligent enough to score mm-hmm. and you learn there you will get a job after 2 years or 3 years in a rocket building company right mm-hmm. so <laughs> i would say shifting roles shifting study roles is like the simplest way yeah that that's to change your job like correct get an education in the field that you want to move into right especially exactly that's that's the simplest way mm-hmm. that's the simplest way to shift your job yeah otherwise because even job changes mm-hmm. if sometimes they take 6 months 8 months even if you're shifting in your role mm-hmm. it takes sometimes that much of time just think about shifting your career mm-hmm. you're wanting someone who doesn't know you to trust in you to do the job <laughs> yeah right correct all right so i wanted to get into this one uh the whole war started right and the price hike is going uh-huh. on <laughs> correct and before that also because of covid i'd say the what do you call it transit industry no the whole automotive industry or transportation industry the best term right luckily yeah lamborghini uh-huh. made hell lot of profits in 2020 2021 uh-huh. so we are happy <laughs> why is that why is that like people started buying cars know. more Even exotic I cars huh? i don't know maybe the rich people you <laughs> see found something to invest on <laughs> yeah covid affected covid affected the any any problems that the that the that the markets have they generally affect the poor and the middle class damn that's true rich is rich is not affected right actually rich become richer so, right because of these problems exactly they make they make money out of it they make they they invested maybe in some medical pharmas industry they put stocks in some i don't know mm-hmm. some someone who was building like a vaccine who knows and the bottle lamborghini so i don't <laughs> because That's... because when when i joined in 2020 mm-hmm. i saw like the first quarter there was a growth mm. and now we have banners in the companies showing the growth and it's like like this from 2020 Damn. so we are not affected at all <laughs> that's so unexpected <laughs> actually saying... yeah i would have never thought exactly. that that would happen um okay so let us leave the top sports car domain out of the way or very expensive cars but the whole industry automotive industry must have gotten hit right at least when you look at the of course, civilians no, mm. it has affected uh, if you consider also the customer experience mm. that has been just imagine like i i i was there last year when i got my european license mm. to buy a car mm. and the minimum waiting period is 6 months hmm to buy a so car so the industry of course has been affected mm. the the major industry affected is the consumer goods like the vehicle companies that sell in millions in a year like Volkswagen Fiat Ford mm-hmm. GMC all these companies mm-hmm. Lambo is a very small manufacturer mm-hmm. okay so the parts that you need the chips that you need mm-hmm. can be made available to you because your request your demand is not that much Hmm. so the manufacturer can fulfill them easily mm-hmm. and also the brand name comes in it's like lamborghini request is much and then hmm. i don't know maruti request 10000 lamborghini is asking for 100 of course give 100 first okay right 
you don't have to disrupt your supply chain. You don't have to disrupt your production line for one chip for that Maruti or I don't know Fiat is asking for. Mm-hmm. But yeah, in this COVID, the the main issue that arose was the microchip mm-hmm. shortage, which has affected the industry like anything, mm-hmm. like badly. Mm-hmm. GMC is still selling most of their cars without the features that they would provide because the chip to make that feature work is not available. Mm. There is inventory piled up, not being able to sell because the chip is not available. And people want to buy top models because the higher spec you buy, it has more features, more features, more ACUs, more ACUs, more chips. You don't have them. Mm -hmm. So like when I went to Volkswagen, Uh, to buy to look for the vehicle they i was wanting to go for the top model so that i don't have to care about a lot of specs i don't have to think about adding that adding this he suggested since we don't have this it's you don't the waiting could go to eight to nine months Mm. (laughs) can you scale that up that's like a year (laughs) yeah so why is that why are chips not available what do you know about it okay so the thing is automotive industry still uses uh old chips Mm -hmm microchips that they're using they're not like intel i7 or something they're very premature like old age Mm. why the reason is safety Mm. in computer phones in computer devices mobile phones you can play with chips the human safety is not a factor Mm -hmm. but a vehicle Mm. which is running on a street at some kilometers per hour Mm. having a new premature chip on it Mm -hmm. which could be defaulty which is not tested for years Mm -hmm. and you don't know it's 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 a virgin chip you cannot play risk you cannot take risk has to be more reversed has to be more tested right exactly yeah so the automotive industry still uses the robust old chips Mm. so when covid games production went off right a lot of companies shut down a lot of companies took production got it so when the production line started, it was a complete bottleneck. Mm. So industries now need vehicles because they got the orders. Mm. The production line wants to produce. Okay, so in the light of COVID, the consumer good that's that sold like like anything, mm-hmm. like like a tissue paper, mm. was tablets mm. and laptops. Mm. They run on the most advanced chips. Mm-hmm. Of course, the supplier would make them. Mm. But automotive, when it started, the production line started, they wanted chips, Mm. but the supplier is not making chips for automotive. They're making chips for tablets and laptops. Mm -hmm. They have to stop their entire production line. Mm -hmm. So all this problem of supply chain demands production, they came into the picture, which nobody would have imagined before 2020. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's how the main consumer good of vehicles got affected. Like, yeah, people people don't really think about these things. Like, how can chip production affect automobiles, right? That's what they think. Like, they don't even realize how much it is required. So, recently, I went back home. So, my father was telling me that recently, the price in Indian vehicles have raised, like, unexpectedly. The reason was that because of the invasion on Ukraine... There was a production hub in Kharkiv, most likely. I'm not sure. But that that was the supplier of most of the chips that were used in Indian cars. And because that was now cut off, now the price is rising all of a sudden. And people don't understand why. But the reason is, again, chips. Right? No, of course, this war 
already has impacted a lot. I would say the gas prices in Italy before the war hmm. was 1.6 euro per liter. Hmm. And in three days, in the first three days, the prices were 2.26 euro per liter of gas. Hmm. And that's a lot of, that's like you're going, you're talking about uh, more than 50% inflation in three days in gas price. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now the government has given some relaxations on their part. So they have released some taxes. Mm -hmm. They have, because the fuel is anyway expensive. It's not that the Russia or like Ukraine war is like now, okay, before it was expensive. Now it's not. No, mm -hmm. the government is giving you relaxation. So it has come down to 1.8. But still, it's expensive here. Yeah, that is what I was getting at. Because of the whole war, people would not want to drive cars anymore. <laughs> they would try to avoid it as much as possible. First, I'm going to... In the beginning, so it was a chaos. Yeah, yeah. In the beginning, it was chaos. Mm -hmm. And everyone was telling, like, I have to go office. I have to do this. I have to do that. I have a gas car. Mm -hmm. From 1.6, I have to pay 2.25 mm. per liter. Mm -hmm. That's like just to scale it. If you have 80 liters of tank, how much extra money you're paying mm -hmm. for doing the same miles? Mm -hmm. That was disrupting economies, mm -hmm. of course, of a, of a family. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it's it's that was just one case. Mm. And just think about crop. Uh, Ukraine, if I'm not wrong, is like uh, the exporter, like 26 to 30 percent of wheat exporter mm. for the world. I'm not mistaken. Is it? Okay. So just imagine that impact. Mm -hmm. So just imagine that impact. Mm. The prices, any war, of course, is not good. Mm. And what, and it all started, it was, it was in the talks from 2015. If, if the NATO things rises, mm. there will be a war. People like socially, politically advanced and thoughtful people already said that in 2015. Actually, 2008, before. 2008, when Georgia invasion. 2008, yeah. yeah, 2008, like, because, of course, if you want them to be in NATO, which means US can put their hmm. artillery yeah. on Russian border. Yeah. And everyone knows US, Russia, China, they're not friends. Mm -hmm. So why do that? Mm -hmm. Why do you have to, why do you have to pull the strings of things that will go bad? I mean, why US have to do that? Yeah, there are a lot of arguments, but obviously we are not the best people. <laughs> like there can be arguments oh, on both sides. We have no freaking idea. Like politics and all. All I think about right now is that there's something that happened in 2020, January. That is just now mm -hmm. starting to show up. Like people back then were just thinking that it is a pandemic. And okay, then there's a vaccine. Okay, it got controlled. And there's a war, but don't, and there's a war, I don't think so. I think that started it. Because if you remember uh, in 2020, just after COVID, there's a there was a border problem in India-China also. Do you remember? Just after the COVID, yeah. there was some problem over there as well. And then everything that happens after that, I think kind of is a dominoes effect with what started in 2020, right? We have only yeah. like a decade Could or be. so of peace. <laughs> but then again, it was always a problem like people start paying attention when it becomes bigger and bigger right but exactly exactly if you if you look at the history of ukraine it is almost mind-boggling how many times it had to fight against russia if you look at uh since since the whole soviet era like how many times it had to fight off the invasion a lot of times they lost uh russia itself had its own revolution so it it had like there was a white army which was the side of the czars so russia got its whole yeah. revolution in 20 uh, sorry 1920 right 
close to that uh, when, mm-hmm. when the World War One was happening. So the White Army occupied a big part of Ukraine, and there was a time where four different armies were fighting each other in Ukraine. If you just look at it, people don't pay attention to what has been always happening. But anyways, coming back to the point, my question was because of all of this. Uh, first of all, COVID, uh, you have lockdowns and people can't drive anymore at all. Then second of all, like I still remember during the COVID time, you used to have uh, require a permit that you are an essential driver, like delivery guy or something. Otherwise, you cannot fill petrol in your vehicle. Uh, then secondly, oh. yeah, it happened with me. Like uh, the, at the beginning, I think March, April, May, something like that, when things kind of started opening, but any individual person cannot drive, right? But I think we have walked forward from lockdown. But after that, because of price hike, people would not want to drive much. How how do you think automobile industry is being hit because of all this? Uh, I'm really uh, immature to make a statement on this, I would say. Yeah. But it is, it is being hit, of course, because a lot of companies have decided not to sell in Russia and Russia is not a small market. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Russia is not a small market. Mm-hmm. And... Of course, even I heard some things in in the company when it was just starting. A lot of legal teams were talking a lot of things, mm-hmm. which I cannot, of course, uh, oh, all right, about your even company. say. Okay, got it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So uh, a lot of things changed. Mm. A lot of the dimensions. Uh, it took a. It went to a different dimension, and companies, of course, have suffered a lot, mm. which I am not really. Uh, a good person to talk of because I am not in legals. I'm not in marketing. I don't know the stats, mm-hmm. but yes, I can say one thing for sure that it has affected a lot. Mm-hmm. Like Ferrari said, it won't sell in Russia. Can you think about it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. What are the other companies who have said that? Because I'm not aware of that. A lot of companies like uh, Skoda, Volkswagen, Honda, Toyota, everyone like you can you can just like check like yeah. automotive companies. Not uh, mm-hmm. Red Bull said some statements, and then uh, just imagine the mm-hmm. the uh, the FIFA thing, the football, the FIFA thing. They said they won't conduct their Olympics. Also started doing that. Mm-hmm. So I mean, the world has uh, literally held the Russia by its neck. Mm. when it comes to its economy mm-hmm. sanctions that have been put already that have been in place so one person i knew they, uh, she was a model she is a model from russia and she was where you are right now and all of a sudden because of the war all her credit cards got blocked and she's stuck in a different place yeah. <laughs> trying to find a place yeah this is happening yeah a lot of uh, billionaires and millionaires from Russia who had places here in Italy also, like mm. their yachts and everything, they have been seized. Mm-hmm. Okay. Problematic times. But also, when when you look at it properly, it's it's new for us. It's new for us born in 90s. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Like seeing proper wars. Uh, I mean, I, I, I never would have imagined a war would take place in this era. Yeah. Be ready for next one, Spanant, because we are just getting started. Like our generation is just getting started to see the brutal side of. Yeah, the because world. it's been like fifty. How much time has that been? Like it's been almost two months since this is happening now. It's 50, happening. It's happening at the same pace right now. It's only that the news is not covering it as much. If you look at what is going on, they have just concentrated it and they are advancing and nothing has changed. Like the effort has not changed at all from either side. But it's just that 
people get used to it <laughs> that's it like six years so because years. of course like yeah. uh, ukraine has been given a lot of artillery animation yeah. from nato yeah, yeah yeah and of course it is not a defensive use mm. it's also attack <laughs> i mean uh, of course mm-hmm. yeah but yeah but yeah of course they have suffered a lot a lot of their cities have been literally scraped out of the maps and it's really hurtful it, yeah. it's it's disturbing first of all mm-hmm. it's really hurtful for the families who have lost people did it um, scare I mean, you man uh, did it scare you february beginning because you are in europe man did it scare europeans a lot no, no? me personally uh, no for me no a lot of people were discussing what will happen i saw the news that italy would impose emergency and i was like why <laughs> i mean <laughs> germany is not imposing emergency why would italy impose emergency mm-hmm. and you they, we are much down mm-hmm. the food chain if you understand the like if you go just by geography of it <laughs> but but then everything went like support ukraine thing and i don't know what's happening mm, yeah we don't know that's the it's best stance you can take man you don't really know <laughs> these high level politics you are never yeah because i don't want to be i don't want to be misinformed it's yeah. better not being informed no that is why i was asking like on your personal personal perspective like uh, i would have been scared if i was in europe especially when you look at what has happened in europe in the past and you never know what spirals out of control mostly i'm just happy that it was controlled to some aspect but you never know so that is why i was asking like were you scared man <laughs> you were there right there i asked another friend of mine who is right now in netherlands he just said that yeah prices are rising but yeah we are far away <laughs> that's what he said <laughs> exactly that's why uh, i mean uh, I, i don't know uh, maybe i haven't much uh, i haven't put much thought into it yeah you're busy <laughs> you're busy making cars man that's what you should do man that will, <laughs> that will keep you away from being too much of anxious and paranoid <laughs> okay exactly all right anand i know a new chapter of your life is going to begin maybe we are going to discuss in the next podcast Uh, every time you come over here man there's something new that is going to happen last time i was not supposed yeah. to say that you are going to be a proper you are going to get a proper contract from lamborghini but here you are man after um, a complete year of working over there but be over there again whenever you can whenever you want you're welcome always you want to come over again tomorrow you're welcome it depends on your availability thank you <laughs> yeah you want to share anything you let thanks, me know thank you so much where can people find sure. you man oh sure, sure. i i forgot to share man there was one guy who listened to the last podcast got into politics polytechnico de milano he, did he dm you because i tagged oh, you right one guy did actually yeah. one guy did yeah. and uh, he wrote me like a long long time back i heard your podcast with ashish sir and uh, thank you for the advice i have i have been accepted mm-hmm. i guess he's doing management if i'm not wrong no, Right. and if he's listening he might correct me uh, in the dm again yeah. <laughs> so he wrote to me like uh, he's there already and uh, and that's it we we never spoke after it and i just congratulated him and i told him <laughs> just pay attention studying all right all right give your best uh, don't don't uh, don't loosen up the strings I, just i remember he said that i want to i want to give you a treat i said that start with anant man he deserves more <laughs> so maybe you can catch him <laughs> somewhere in milan man Okay now I was saying that where can people reach you out if if they need like get in touch with you Yeah uh, uh, the best thing is like because a lot of people wrote to me on Instagram and then I realized like after months but I still wrote back to them Okay and I would say like email is better like if you really want to you know have some information like the real people mm-hmm. like who want to gather some information Got who it. are focused 
I mean, email is always better because you, I, I'm a person who checks my emails regularly. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm not able to reply, I'll just put them unmarked, like unread so that I can go get back to them. But mm-hmm. Insta sometimes filters your messages, right? The people you don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it puts them into like a request or something. All right. Because the, the reason I, I wrote back to that guy like long time back was I was searching through my, I was going through my messages and I saw there are 11 requests or something. <laughs> okay. All right. Then I realized there are those people who have heard the podcast. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, Instagram has, the, has its way of uh, eliminating. I don't I mean, really want, want to put it. your, I understand that email is definitely going to be better. Uh, the only problem is that you might get spammed like crazy. If I put your email on a video on YouTube, because that's, that's, that's what <laughs> bots do, right? They just search for an email ID and they just spam for all those okay. phishing mails and all. Uh, I think we can find a way. Can you put your email on your Instagram? There's an email one, right? Where it can be put in mm-hmm. securely. I think that option also must okay. be open, right? Or if Insta is the thing, then I can I can check maybe after the podcast. If someone really wants to get a help, I can definitely. LinkedIn? Are you on LinkedIn? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I have to be. You are active, right? Over there. You have to be. Yeah, yeah. All right. So these are the things that I'm going to put down in the description box, guys. I know that very few of you might be super interested in the domain. And you definitely reach him out. Be kind because he's super busy. And Momentum is a weekly podcast on careers, man. We love to explore different careers. That is why I have you over here. It is an amazing time knowing what kind of life you are living and what kind of careers exist always it is i always wonder like what kind of life that person would be living like even a swiggy delivery guy what kind of life that person would be living so nine to five right it's always fascinating so thank you for being over here guys thank you for watching thank it's you for my pleasure it's my pleasure yep all right we are going to end it and do let me know whenever you're free to do another one share more experiences we never sure. know like what we are going to end up talking about but it is always amazing okay sure 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 we can we can find new topics <laughs> all right okay 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 guys okay see you in the next one anand you can say your goodbyes if you have some final words let them know or you can say bye goodbye guys and uh, my final words would be people who are really uh, wanting to start a career who are young ones who are focused stay focused give your best ashish also knows like we were in a very mediocre college Mm-hmm. that's where we started to take life seriously like take us take ourselves seriously not like taking life seriously but taking ourselves prioritizing things what we want to do and go after it like there will be times when you will feel down or whatever but just stay focused things will things will turn up that's about it guys thanks for listening this is only the audio version of the podcast the video version is available on the youtube channel named talk 4712 that is t-o-r-q-4712 other social media information will be down in the description box you can check it out momentum podcast is just one of the podcast other podcasts that we have are spacecast and talk and fire spacecast is on space technology talk and fire is on general topics you can pick yours or you can pick all if you pick all you have a podcast almost on a daily basis that's about it i'll see you in the next one till then bye